Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I've got all my equipment back and we're good to go. So it's November the 1st and my title is On Babies and Bathwater. The title for this message uh, is an old cliche that, I don't know, we don't hear it very often anymore. But if you're a parent and still giving your baby baths in a small plastic tub, when you're finished bathing said baby, be sure to take him or her out of the tub, drying her or him off, and putting said baby in a safe place, preferably not on the kitchen counter while you're throwing away the bath water. You know, this phrase was actually first used I don't know how anybody determined this, but it's what Wikipedia tells me. This phrase was first used in 1512 by a German named Thomas Murner. It serves as a warning to not throw away what is valuable when trying to get rid of what is unvaluable. Keeping to what is precious and throwing out the garbage is a great way to live. Reverse that and you're going to have problems. You know, it creates in my mind what men do when they throw out the baby and keep the bathwater. Anytime we make the choice to look at porn and its succeeding actions, we're throwing out what is precious or at least putting on hold the life God has for us, a life of growing more holy and more Christ-like. You know, every day is a fresh start. Every day for us is an open invitation to begin our walk and maintain it. However, when we continue to not spend that quality time with the Lord at the beginning of our day, and offering ourselves to him as living sacrifices, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, we are throwing out the Lord and drinking the waste waters of life. This often leaves us frustrated and angry, and we turn to porn for a quick fix to relieve the stress instead of walking filled with the Holy Spirit and enduring the challenges and trials of life. Now, if we were an alcoholic, we might try to wait until after work to go to some pub somewhere and down a pint or two. Or perhaps, maybe even you keep a bottle of vodka at your office. But you must be careful not to drink too soon and have co-workers smelling alcohol on your breath. Or you are a drug addict and finding the need for a fix or a snort during the day, which becomes a red flag to your co-workers when they see the white powder on your nose, and the boss sees it as well, and things seem strange about you and your actions. Some businesses will have random drug tests for their employees. That is the beauty of porn, right? It is a quick fix. It is an easy fix. And all you need is your smartphone and about five minutes of isolation, wherever you can find it. The fix is free. It is highly pleasurable 
and with the right abilities to clear your history, nobody's going to know what you did and wherever you did it. No drug dealers to deal with and buying drugs that become very expensive or hiding a fifth of whiskey in a bottle wrapped in a brown paper bag in your file cabinet. And what is even more damaging is what you're doing to yourself, becoming more and more isolated, going deeper into our sexual sins and into things that are so shameful that you're feeling there's nobody that you can be honest with. I call it Isolationville, and it is a dark and lonely place where our addiction spiral keeps going farther down, and we are now afraid, and we find ourselves in a place in which I call where we're a-holes, a-lone, afraid, and ashamed. Porn and masturbation are private actions done alone because we know they are actions using people as objects with which to pleasure ourselves. We do not see them as people, but as objects we can use and throw away. Eventually, what we have been consuming starts to consume us. One man put it this way in an email that I received last week. Quote, I tried stopping myself, but these past few weeks, my porn addiction is at a peak, like two to three times a day. That's insane. Please help. End quote. And do you see the problem or the mistake in his quote? Go ahead. Read it over again and see if you can see what the real problem is for this young man. He writes, quote, I tried stopping myself, but these past few weeks, my porn addiction is at a peak like two to three times a day. That's insane. Please help. You see the problem there? It's the first four words. He writes, I tried stopping myself. That, my friends, is a lesson many of us have learned, but it takes a while to get there, right? I mean, you will not be able to stop your addiction to porn and sex as long as you remain trying to do it alone, by yourself, so nobody will find out where you have gone and to what extent your addiction has grown, and you are very afraid and ashamed of yourself. Listen, this is the trap in which we find ourselves. We have not made time in our life for the Lord, and we have remained in isolation because of our sexual sin. Sure, sitting around in a men's Bible study, men might share, if they got the guts, that they're tired of their job, or their marriage is on shaky ground, or one of their kids is on drugs, or they'll just say, I'm fine. But what would it be like if instead of bits and pieces of problems we share because they're safe, you would just tell the truth? And when asked how your week was, you would open up and tell the truth by saying, you know what, my porn addiction is killing me. 
You might even try to go to a counselor who is trained in working with sex addicts. And I recommend that, although they are fairly expensive. And seek their help or confide in your pastor, although he might be struggling with it as well. You feel damned if you do not ask for help and damned if you do ask for help. You are afraid and do not want to deal with the train wreck that telling the truth will create. You believe that there's a good chance you'll lose your marriage, and you might. You alienate your kids, and you might. Or perhaps you might even lose your job. If only you could find a place where you tell the truth and feel safe, where nobody will condemn you for your actions because we've all done them ourselves. Some are still bloodied and broken, but some have begun to make progress and starting to gain freedom from their addiction. And guess what? They are there to help you with yours. Those places exist. And I have 14 of them going seven days a week so that no matter where you live in the world, you can find a time that fits your schedule. A team of men willing to help one another, and they've been doing it, some of them, for years because they receive weekly accountability and daily support. So if you would like my help, then just email me about the online support teams, or the OSTs, at doyle at me.com. Again, that's D-O-Y-E-L at me.com. God bless you, my friends. We're going to have a great week in the podcast this week, so I hope you stay tuned. God bless you. Take care, and goodbye.